Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Falcon Cast, the fastest growing podcast in the history of the known universe. And we've got a very busy show planned for you today. Uh, Nate Griffin's going to join us here in a few minutes. We're going to talk sports. Uh, I've got my, our guitarist, Luke, who is a guitar teacher who's really inter- uh, really interesting dude, who's going to join us, and we're going to talk a little music. And then our buddy, Kua Ginty, has got a big show coming up on September 3rd. Uh, Blitzers will remember him. He's going to join me for the last part of it. So we got a little sports, we got a little music, and we got a little comedy for you. And uh, extra degree of difficulty because, once again, Kira's dog sitter didn't show up. So there'll probably be a guest appearance from Kira whether she barks or she sticks her furry little head in my face. So uh, anyway, welcome everybody. Uh, Going to be a fun show. A couple things to get to right off the top. Uh, if you want to support the show, either financially or if you want to get one of your friends to advertise, thefalconcast at yahoo.com. It's on the bottom of the screen there. And uh, yeah, just uh, if, and anybody who brings me an advertiser, uh, they'll get a bonus for it. So uh, just trying to build the show so that we can keep it going. You know, right now we can we can keep our head above water, but if I want this thing to be successful, uh, we need to keep growing. And we've got a lot of cool stuff we're working on, uh, some sort of side podcast as part of the Falcon Cast Network, and uh, some other cool things that hopefully we'll do that. I uh, wanted to get into a couple things before we bring Nate on, and we'll start with uh, the Wander Franco story. And I don't know how much of this you guys have seen. I mean, it's been all over social media. Nobody's really said anything other than there was some kind of social media outburst. Well, uh, from what I understand, you know, it was all about him banging a 15-year-old. And, uh, you know, that's not good. I'm just going to go on record. That's, uh, you know, that, that's going to probably screw up a career that looked really promising if that's the case. Now, we don't know. And, you know I me, mean? I don't like to jump to judgment before I know anything. But it's like Angel says, yeah, I don't know what to believe with that story. And uh, welcome, Angel. Welcome, Chuck. Welcome uh, on my way for your bitch. And uh, welcome to uh, Joel Hernandez. Welcome to all the Twitchers in there. And uh, uh, Angel, I have a golf tournament for us. I need to text your husband. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I really appreciate everybody who's been listening. And I hope you've been entertained. We've got a lot of fun stuff. The other story that I thought was weird today was this Michael Ower story. That now he's suing the parents who didn't adopt him. They just got him to sign some paper where they could make a bunch of money. Sure makes that... Uh, Blindside movie look a little scuzzy, doesn't it? If that's really the case. Now, I know there's two sides to every story, but, you know, and who knows what they actually told him. They're like, oh, this is the same as an adoption. You know, if somebody told me that, I'd be kind of like, eh, not so fast there. But, uh, yeah. So, 75 says no audio, just me. I I hope there's audio. Uh, I'm showing that I'm going out. I I think everybody else can hear it. So, Um, anyway... So Nate will join me in a few minutes, and I want to talk to him about a little Texans, a little uh, Astros, a little college football. The top 25 came out today, which, uh, you know, is always kind of fun. It means nothing. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be doing that. And then, so Luke, who will be on second today, um, is our guitarist for the show on, on uh, the 26th. And he's, he's just brilliant. He does jazz on Friday nights. Uh, he does, uh, he teaches lessons and he just knows every song known to man. And before you ask, yeah, he's better than me. I might be faster, but that guy is just so versatile and so damn good. And I, I, I can't wait for you guys to hear him uh, at the show and, you know, just hear him on here. He's a, he's a fascinating guy. And then Koo has got, uh, you know, Koo's one of the funniest guys we've ever had on. And he's got a show coming up on September 3rd. So we're going to reunite with him. So it's going to be a fun show. And by the way, uh, if, if you have an opportunity, um, if you would just, uh, uh, rate the show, uh, I think you do that on Spotify and, you know, be nice and give us five stars. The more reviews we get, the more reach we have. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's just, we're just trying to build this thing piece by piece. And right now, guess what I'm going to be doing Thursday, Thursday, I'm going to do the show live from the Phoenix on Westheimer and you guys are going to get to meet Vu. He's going to come on. Uh, and right now. You know, they've still got the uh, the Women's World Cup going on. They got Premier League, and man, it was packed. We were there Friday for Man City, and it was just packed. And then yesterday, I went over there after the Chelsea game, thinking it'd be nice and quiet, and it was for about an hour, and then they had a huge Barker crowd come in. So, I mean, if you want soccer, oh, and the, and the Celtic guys were there. Uh, it, it's just an incredible soccer bar. It's the best in the city, and they get 
fans from all teams. I'm sorry, supporters from all teams. And so uh, if, if you want to go and, and get into soccer, but it's not just that. I watch all the Astros games there when I can. And it, it's just a terrific bar. And it's not, you know, it's not your average sports bar. It's also a restaurant. Their kitchen is incredible. They have so many different cool meals. And, um, you know, they have a great staff. You know, Derek and Camilla, Liz and, and Bailey, all those guys are fantastic. And if you haven't been there, please go check it out. If you're a soccer fan at all, go check it out. I guarantee you will be with, you know, fans of your team. Uh, also, we mentioned the 26. Uh, that's our big fundraiser for Daniel Ramon. He's a guy who I've been telling you about, paralyzed from the chest down, single parent, uh, can't work. So we're going to do our best to raise money for him. And it's going to be at 4820 Navigation. And we've got all kinds of stuff there. Pick Me Events, who I'll talk about in a little bit, is going to be there so you can take pictures with famous people. Uh, we've got a mariachi band. We've got DJ Rising. we got my man Jesse Salinas. And, of course, we have Dead Money. So the music's going to start around 5. The event starts at 3. We're going to have uh, Pick Me to take pictures with some, some of my famous friends will be there that you can get your pictures taken with. And, and some of that money uh, will go to, to Daniel, however much we can do. Uh, we've got a, a collectibles, uh, we've got a, a memorabilia auction too, uh, a dunking booth, all kinds of stuff, and great food, chefs from all over the city. So circle the date, please come out August 26th, and uh, it could be part of the Dead Money Farewell Tour, because who knows, right? Um, but that'll be, that's going to be a great, great event, and I can't wait to get started with it. All right, still, uh, still waiting on Nate Griffin to show up, but uh, welcome in the heartthrob, uh, the Raj is here. Um, and uh, BC's here, and yeah, BC's got a great golf tournament, which uh, uh, is September 20, what, BC, put the information on there so I can read it, because I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it's for a great cause, it's also a charity, and uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to doing that, but um, all right, so I'm going to get into some stuff here, since, uh, you know, Nate's two minutes late, Nate, who I've never been late for any of his shows, even when he says, Oh, you're going on at 9.20. I need you to get here at 9. And I'll get there at 8.55 and sit there and wait for 25 minutes and never be late. But uh, no, you know, I said 4.05. I gave him the link. And he's not here. This is, the TV guys are not, not supposed to be like that. Uh, okay. He says he's on, but I do not see him in here. So, always something. It's always something. Um, but... Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the fun part is, you know, my dogs that are not showing up. This is his second time. I got to give him one more, and uh, then I'm uh, then I'm gonna have to probably find another alternative because it looks like we're gonna be to three days a week here pretty soon, and uh, yeah, I kind of wanna, you know, kind of wanna be able to do the show without having worrying about a barking dog. It's real professional. But, uh, yeah, so it's Friday, September 22nd at the Battleground Golf Course, four-man scramble. Uh, and it, it's for uh, BC's Mardi Gras crew. They do it every year. I've played the last couple years, and God forbid if I can get my neck, neck fixed, I'll be out there too. But, um, yeah, the, the – oh, there he is. There he is. Never hey, late, man. Nate. You're, you're only three minutes late. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, if, if you're not familiar with Nate, Nate does uh, Fox 26 in the mornings. He's fantastic. Uh, one of the one of the most fun people I know. One of the most genuine people I know. And we've known each other a long time. And yep. you know, typically Nate looks exactly the same, and I look old. We were joking about <laughs> we were joking about this the other day when we were doing shows on Sunday morning, and Nate would fill in sometimes. And my son was there, and I don't know if he was four or five or what, but he was a pain in the ass. He kept getting in the middle of everything. And Nate, Nate was cool about it. But I was telling him the other day, yeah, you know that little kid? He just graduated from graduate school. <laughs> that is tremendous, man. Congratulations. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that, the divorce did that, not the, not the school. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do it, you know? That, that's just uh, that's my advice for everybody. So uh, I wanted to get in uh, first. We'll talk a little bit about the Texans because we, we talked about it Friday. So um, not too much to get into. I mean, there, there's not much you can take away from, from a lot of that. But uh, in general, what do you want to see from this team this year? Well, first of all, I, I want to make sure. And, and, and I, I, you know, when you start talking about football, baseball, basketball, whatever kind of team it is, 
you always want them to be healthy. That's the most important thing. And I was at practice training camp this morning. A lot of guys were pulled from practice. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., Case Kenan didn't practice. A lot of guys didn't practice this morning. I think part of that is they're, they're getting ready for this next game against Miami, which is coming up Saturday at NRG at 3 o'clock. Uh, but the most important thing, you want to see effort. You want to see good coaching plays. You want to see that those guys care about each other because if they care about each other, they're going to play well. But most importantly, I think you want to see good fundamentals on the football field. And, you know, in the years past, we've not seen that. We've not seen, you know, we've not seen the caring of the plays that they ran. We've not seen them understanding the defenses that they were uh, being exposed to. It, it seemed in the past they didn't know what they were doing. The head didn't know what the tail was doing. So you really want to be careful with that. Now, a lot of that had to do with some of the people who were behind the scenes, but those people are no longer there. And now you have a guy who cares about the team. You have a guy who knows the team. He knows the city of Houston. He knows the fans. He understands what it's going to take to put a good product on the field. They're going to have a great defense. I am curious to see what this offense is going to do. Yeah, I, th I think it all is going to come down. I, I still wonder who the number one receiver is going to be. I mean, I, I love John Mechie, but you talk about what he went through for a year. Who knows if he's going to be what he was. And uh, still, technically, he, he's a rookie. So, um, you know, coming off a major illness. So we'll see how he does. Uh, and, and then it comes down to C.J. Stroud. And I think the offensive yep. line, you know, and, and I can't take anything away from what C.J. did the other night because the, the starting offensive line wasn't out there. There's a bunch of guys that really shouldn't be in the game, and it showed. I mean, the Patriots got after him, and, and nobody's going to be that good when they're under that kind of pressure. So, uh, But I'm excited for, for D'Amico and his defense and see what he does. And I, I think, you know, I think they're going to be a better team. It may not translate to a lot more wins, but uh, I do think they're going to stay in a lot more games and, and be competitive. Here's the thing with the defense. You, you want guys – you don't want them on the field too long. You don't want them exposed – too long because what ends up happening is you have injuries and then you have turnover you know and you, you got to look at you know who are you going to play behind you know the the starter in case one of the starters gets hurt so those are the things i think we have to be careful of in terms of the wide receivers robert woods uh you know you got nico collins you, you got some guys who can make some plays we saw tank dell i think tank dell is going to be early uh there's going to be good early as, as, as a rookie, he's going to have to deal with some of the NFL cornerbacks. Uh, and we know there's some really, really good ones on a 17 game schedule, but a regular season schedule. But I think that he has a chance to really be good, regardless of the fact that he's going to hit that rookie wall uh, early in his career. Yeah, we talked about him on your show Friday morning. And I think it's funny to me that I see all these people. What a revelation this Tank Dell is. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He did that stuff at UH. We've been watching him for the last, uh, really, two and a half years. But right. uh, years he's been a, a dominant receiver. My only concern with him, and I love this kid, and I was glad to see the Texans get him. Although, I, I was kind of rooting for the Patriots to get him because they would use him better, uh, just knowing how they operate. Just like when Marcus Jones went there last year, I'm like, yeah. oh, he's, he's going to be a star. Yeah. And guess what? You know. But, uh, but the thing about Tank that worries me is if they press him at the line – with a bigger corner, he's going to have a hard time getting off of that. And we saw that early on Thursday night when he was trying to run a slant. Now, he was being held a little bit, but he just had a bigger guy hit him at the line and just draped over him, and he couldn't move. And that that's going to be an adjustment. Yeah, I haven't played that position in college. You know, it's, that's a far, a far time from today, but I can tell you this. you got to be able to get off the line. If you can't get off the line, that interrupts the timing of the quarterback. And now, you know, your pattern is dead. Now there's a safety probably back there where you would love to be in an open space, open area, and it's just not going to be there for him. So he's got to learn how to keep those DB's hands off of him. If he can't do that early in the play, it's not going to help CJ. And CJ is going to – what, here's what I saw from CJ, Fred, that, that bothered me just a little bit. He was waiting for his receivers to get open. Yeah. In the NFL, you throw receivers open, right? That's, that's what's always said. But really, the, the, the real term behind that is you throw to an area, and that's where the receiver is supposed to be. You throw to an area, it's a timing route. Everything has to be timed. And you talk about the offensive line. They have to give him enough time to get the ball off. But the problem that I saw with CJ is that he was holding the ball just a little too long. Thousand one pat, thousand two pat, 
1003 pat balls out of his hands it should be he was holding it for a thousand four pat and you can't do that 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 causes a lot of problems dbs get in the way they get you get they get in the routes and all of a sudden you have pickoffs like what you saw uh, last weekend yeah because he gets the ball there late and and part of that too is um he really had he really had two to throw on about three of those and not not three or four and and that's just common with young quarterbacks but what what concerns me about his development and and I think we're seeing Justin Fields finally get past that now. But those Ohio State guys are one-read guys because that's all they have to be. You know, Garrett Wilson's your primary receiver. Oh, he's six yards open. You know, you don't have to check off. You don't have to. And so that's going to be a common thing, I think, when he looks at that first receiver and he's covered that, uh, okay, now what? And he'll learn that. And if he doesn't learn that, then he's going to be a bust. But if he does, he'll be a good quarterback. Well, you know, you got Will Levis. You got Bryce Young. You have the Anthony Richardson. You got all those kids. I think the only one who probably was not a one-read quarterback was Anthony Richardson. Uh, yeah. Will might have been to a degree. But Bryce Young had a big offensive line around him at Alabama. I think he's going to be pretty decent in the pros, although he is very, very small behind that Carolina Panther line, man. He is really, really small. Uh, but I still think that he's got a shot to be pretty good, just like CJ. Now, I'm going to say something that might be a little disturbing to you. C.J. Stroud is not as athletic as the quarterback who's not a starter for the Cleveland Browns. He, t- he's to me, he's not. No, I, I, think, I think that's pretty obvious. I think he's he's much more of a pocket passer. Yep. AJ and I talked about this on Thursday. He can run, but it, he's going to be like it's third and five. Let's try to get the five. Yep. We're not talking about a guy who's going to break a fifty-yard run. That's right. See the things the the the, the when you get into a, a situation. Deshaun could get out of situations because of his athleticism. I don't think CJ can do that. I think CJ in the end is going to be a really good pocket passer, but as far as using his legs, he's got to be able to diagnose a play a little quicker than what we saw against New England. I know that Bill Belichick does a good job. He's a, he's a mastermind at being able of, 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 of hiding uh, coverages, but in terms of being able to read those coverages very quickly, CJ has got to get better at doing that. Yeah, and I, I think as a runner, he's going to be a guy who runs uh, to escape the the blitz with the guys covered. He's not going to be a design run kind of guy, and people need to know that. And you know, I have my concerns about him. The only reason I was okay with him is when uh, Will Levis became the favorite to go number two, and and that guy is, is I mean, at best, he'll be Mitch Trubisky. He looks the part, but he is terrible. Right. All right, uh, I want before I get the Astros real quick. I uh, wanted to ask you about. Uh, are you at all surprised that James Harden is trying to force a trade again? Our, our old buddies James Harden and and Daryl Morey going after each other. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of shocked by that. James Harden calling Daryl Morey a liar. Yeah, that was a little different. I never heard anything like that before. Yeah, but, I thought they were. I thought they were down low guys. You know, I thought they were were close. But I did too. I did too. <laughs> I mean, your friends. If you have an issue with them, you talk about things in a closed door, behind a closed door, right? You don't, right. Talk, you don't put all that kind of stuff out in the public. And what we saw, I think, and what we're seeing right now, we're starting to see James Harden maybe just a little, I don't know, frustrated, wants to get out of Philly for whatever reason. But I don't think that you have to throw Daryl Morey under the bus to do that. And so that, <laughs> that's the problem I'm having. I don't have a problem with him wanting to push a trade. Right. But there's a way to do it. And certainly the way he's doing it right now by calling someone who's pretty much looked after him during his NBA career, he's looked out for him. Yeah. You, know, you want to really, really be careful. Got him a big contract, got him up in Philly, put him in a position to to at least have a chance to win. Now things don't work out the way, you know, he obviously wanted to, but when you start throwing your, your guy under the bus, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I think that's uh that's one of those things that, you know, I, I just uh I, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's forcing his way out again. I am surprised that he's uh, going after Daryl Morey. Now, yep. conspiracy theory. He was in China when he was doing it. And maybe he was just trying to curry a little favor with the Chinese. Uh, not a good thing to do. I mean, you know, if, if, if you're in China, it, look, you need to be the same way in China as you are in America. It doesn't matter what the deal is. And I understand, you know, that the NBA is doing business with China, uh, which – yeah. Which Daryl Morey damn near screwed up. Okay, big time. So big time. there you go, there you go. So, 
kind of want to leave that one alone. But I will tell you this, you know, look, the way you are in China is the same way you need to be in the United States. Period. I'll leave it there. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, real quickly before, and then we'll hit the Astros real quick before uh, before I let you go here. But uh, uh, new new num- the new polls out. No shock, really. The top four. I think any of us would have picked with Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama. Uh, are you surprised to see Alabama at number four? I think it's like the first time since two thousand nine they've been that low in the preseason. I think Nick Saban is. <laughs> He's probably a little upset right now. He's got a chip on his shoulder that will not go away. And it's probably as big as the state of Alabama. Uh, you know how you know how he is. And I remember him uh, during his days as the defensive backs coach for the Houston Oilers when he was in. I'm pretty sure you remember that. Oh yeah, uh, that was back in the day, man. And and he, you know, yeah, he was a little chippy there. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't surprise me. He is like he is now a great coach, obviously. And uh, you know, look, he's the kind of guy you want coaching your football team. But I am pretty sure he's a little bit that he is number four. How in the world did I be SEC team? I should be right there ranked with Georgia. At the minimum, minimum, I should be ranked number two. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, when you when you look at them being number four, LSU's number five, and all these teams are going to cannibalize each other, right? Michigan plays Ohio State. Alabama plays LSU. Uh, and and Georgia's going to have to play whoever wins the West. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it, it's really meaningless, but also kind of telling, I think, going to power rank those guys then that would that would be the way you do it all right uh real quick before i let you go uh big big uh, night for john singleton the other night uh astros uh you know, keep taking two out of three they're gonna they're gonna be just fine and still only two and a half behind the rangers but we talked about on your show friday just uh a lot of you know this is a tough schedule coming coming up for the next month for the astros it really is they're going to see a little bit of a break a little bit later but everything seems to be lining up for the Rangers, but the Astros are playing well now. We don't necessarily appreciate the fact that, and I say this from a, from a fan standpoint because I am a fan too, Jose Abreu on the, you know, deal look, that's that's not good. He's going to be out for 10 days. Uh, Phil Maton, that's, that's, that's one thing. But Jose Abreu, you brought that guy in to be a 300 guy, and that's not what he is right now. And maybe it's because he's had some problems with his back. You just never know. So uh, what I would like to see, i like to see the Astros get healthy. Good to see, um, you know, good to see some of the guys coming back and playing well and being healthy. And it's also good to see that Verlander is uh, is, is pitching well. Uh, that's what we need to see as well. Hold there, Keedy. You know, look, he only, he struck out, we struck out left. And seven, took out seven yesterday. He had a pretty good day. He went five yeah. innings, only gave up three hits uh, and one run. So he had a he had a pretty nice day. It's just that he couldn't manufacture any runs against the Angels yesterday, so we ended up losing 2-1. Those aren't the kinds of games you want to lose. Those are the kinds of games that you want to win. And you talked about John Singleton. He had a two-home run night the other night, five RBI. That guy is one heck of a story. And uh, eventually we're going to end up telling his story because that was magnificent the other night. Yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't hit a ball with a paddle the last two days after that. But that happens. That's baseball. It's streaky. Nate, I uh, appreciate your time, man. Always fun. Hope to have you on again. And uh, uh, you can catch him on Fox 26. He does a great job. Uh, does, uh, does sports in the mornings and uh, goes to really cool places to do it sometimes. And uh, just uh, all, all around awesome dude. Nate, I appreciate the time, man. We try to feed you, Fred. We want to make sure you're well taken care of. We've known each other since Moby Dick was a man. You know, and I appreciate you allowing me to come on as well. I, you know, I did that. Where'd the time go? That was quick. No, I know. Uh, well, you were, you, you, you were three minutes late, so I'll let you go three minutes over. So, <laughs> well, you know what fun. happened? So, I'm sitting here, right? And all I had to do was just log in. And I didn't realize, why don't you try logging in, fella? You know, if you log in, you'll be able to get on the show. You know, man, thanks so much for having me. I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, let's do it again soon, man. Yes, sir. All righty. All right, bye bye. Okay. Before we bring in our next guest, uh, I have to tell you about Pick Me Events, and they will be at our uh, fundraiser on the 26th, and Michael and his crew are terrific at what they do. If you're going to get married, well, good luck. If you're going to get married uh, or you're going to have a big corporate event, these are the guys you want because they want to tell stories. That's what they do, and they want the experience of your event to have a major impact on, on your guests and your life. Especially, you know, for a wedding, you're going to want to remember that forever. 
you know, at least until the second or third one. But anyway, but th those are things that, that they do. And it's not just the pictures, right? They do photography, videography, they have DJs. They're gonna have the photo booth out there and famous people will be there. You can get your picture taken with them. You're gonna get a professional photo that they can sign for you. And, uh, and we're gonna donate that money over to Daniel's cause, but they've got a decade of experience and it's not just weddings, man, they do everything. And that they're doing stuff like this. You have a golf tournament and you want something special like that, they can do it. Just go to pickmeevents.com. And uh, if you're out there on the 26th, say hello to Michael. Uh, you'll recognize him. He used to do all of our station things. And uh, he's a great dude, man. So pickmeevents.com. Now I'm going to bring on Luke Aaron. I know you don't know him yet, but you will. Handsome Luke, I like to call him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he'll be playing guitar with us on Dead Money and... Uh, on on the 26th and he'll sing a song that uh he just kind of pulled out last sunday i'm like oh yeah we're doing that <laughs> but um he's he's a fascinating guy man he's not just uh, uh he, he teaches guitar he knows more songs than any human being i've ever been around he does jazz he's just a well-rounded dude tell tell people where they can catch your jazz act uh, thanks, Fred. Um, yeah, and catch me every uh, Friday, not every Friday night, every other Friday night at Fratelli's Restaurant in Spring Branch. Um, so we just did one last Friday, so the next one is going to be the Friday after this Friday. So uh, I, I wanted to ask you, it's like, and I know you teach, so is that is that why you have such a wide repertoire of things you can do? I mean, you can, you, um, you, you can just pull anything out of your butt, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I could pull something out, you know, whether it's going to be any good. I don't, I don't know about that, but, um, but yeah, I, I think so. You know, I had a, a range of stuff that I was interested in, but uh, I think teaching, yeah, really made me uh, come out of left field with a lot of stuff. Cause that's how my students are. All the students show up and, you know, it doesn't matter what, what they, what they look like, you know, or, or what you think they might be into. They'll come up with something completely different and say, Hey, actually, you know, I really like some obscure band from England. Oh, okay. I guess we're, you know, we're learning some, we're learning that or, or some kid came in. You ever hear the song, um, uh, uh, fool on the street by Rick James. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, it's a great, great song. I, I, w I didn't know about it. I was introduced to it by this third to learn this song this is, and then I had never heard it. And I was like, wow, this kid is half my age <laughs> or less, third my age, something like that. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, there was a time, there was a time, yeah. There was a time I listened to every Rick James song, so I know I've heard it. But uh, have, have you had a German kid come in and want to do Rammstein yet? Um, no, but I have had a bunch of international uh, uh, students being in, in Houston. Like I got a in, in guy, he's from, from the Ukraine. Of course, he wants to learn arrows and um, I have another kid, Ukrainian. He wants to learn Led Zeppelin. I had from he was a native of Peru and he had me teach me Sanchua, which was a trip. Uh, there's all kinds out there, man. You never know what you're going to walk into. So I have a, a neighbor who is uh, 74 years old. And I joke with her about being the hottest 74 year old I've ever seen. Um, and she yeah, wants to learn to play guitar. Thing, thing <laughs> yeah. You know, she's, it's just funny. You, you, you wouldn't put her on 74. I mean, uh, yeah. and, and she's a sweet lady and she was like asking me if I would give her guitar lessons. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I know a guy who would be better at that because I can teach you how to sing <laughs> and, you know, but I can't necessarily, I don't play enough guitar anymore to, to teach, right? I just go out there and do one shred as fast as I can solo to show off, and that's it. And, um, you know, but is someone ever too old to learn guitar is my question. So I think my oldest student I ever had was, and uh, that guy did all right. And he had, he had a, got busy with other stuff, but, uh, but lessons and by the end, he was really, he was a real competent guitar player. So to learn guitar. Now, if you're doing an acoustic guitar, you have lighter strings on it. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to. But, um, yeah, it's not an age limit to guitar. 
Hey, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you for just a second and bring you back because you're cutting off just a little bit. See if that works. All right. Anyway. All right. So uh, I know you guys had a musicians only practice today. How did it go? Uh, it went great. I'm gonna gonna uh, hit some more practice after I get off the. Uh, yeah, I might be too far from my router. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking you up. You're cutting out. I'm getting like one out of every three words. So, let me move real quick. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'll just talk about. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, the fun thing with him though is like you could just almost any genre. You just pull it out and say, "Hey, play this, man," and. uh and he knows most of them. So, uh, and so that's why our song list, I wasn't too worried about, especially when, when he came on board. And so what's, what's kind of cool is, is like, they were asking me on the flyer, did I want it to be Fred Fowler's dead money? I'm like, no, it's just dead money. It's like, people don't realize that Tang, our drummers, the actual founder, you know, he brought up the idea of, of me going back and playing again, but he had all these friends from high school that he played with. And so, you know, badass Ryan, I mean, and uh, you know, handsome Matt, and now handsome Luke. So our next show, we're gonna have to have two guitars because uh, uh, Luke's a part of the gang now, and all of them, all of them played together growing up, and, and they're fantastic. And so I tell people, Tang is the heart and soul of the band. I'm, I'm just the, the guy who gets out front. All right, let's try this again. Is it gonna work? Yes, sir. Sir. And oh, you sound because yeah, you sound 87 percent better, sir. Yeah. So um, you know, tell some people what they can expect, you know, from on the 26th when they come out and, and see us play. And, um, you know, we I think we have a pretty fun song list where you can sing along with pretty much everything. And uh, oh, yeah. Luke, gets yeah. to, Luke gets to show off his guitar skills a little bit, too. So um, but yeah, I mean, we got to mess with the order a little bit and we'll, we'll do that. But we got another practice coming up Sunday. And then uh, what, what do you think the people are going to get? Be loud. I think it's going to be fun. And second and roll. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell people if they want to take lessons from you, how they can do it, uh, how they can get, uh, and you do them at Guitar Center, right? Yes. So the Guitar Center call, just pull up the, uh, the number. You can call uh, Guitar Center. It's on Yale Street. Um, and and uh, I schedule where, where I am there day Thursday and Saturday, sometimes Friday. Or up there is 832-0828. Um, you call my buddy Rob and just tell him, like, hey, I want to take lessons with Luke. And he. And uh, generally in the afternoons, like after. Afternoon, evenings, except, except for Saturday, we do. Awesome. All right. Well, Luke, I appreciate the time, man. And uh, I'll be talking to you this week about some other stuff. We got to we gotta work out the sound system and all that. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be in touch this week. And I appreciate you coming on. And, and I look forward to putting on a show with the people, man. Yeah, man. I pre appreciate you having me. And uh, peace Okay, that was Luke, um, and uh, yeah, he's a fantastic, fantastic teacher, fantastic everything, man. And, and what I love about him is he'll just come and say, "Hey, no, why don't we, why don't we try this? Why don't we try this?" And uh, it's like, yeah, that's that's how a band's supposed to work. Uh, I want to welcome in uh, it's Chewy in the house, Behannon in the house, uh, fishing with Dana in the house, and um, so guys, uh, I'm Rick James, bitch. I remember that one. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Remember that drop? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. My guy with all the expensive equipment there was having all kinds of trouble. So, uh, I hope you picked up on what he was dealing with there. And we're going to do a coup in a little bit. Well, I get a little bit more sports because, uh, um, you know, went a little over with Nate and, and some things that I wanted to get to. And I mentioned at the top this, uh, wander franco story and it's really weird how little details are out there because it was apparently it was all over social media but i don't know if it's there anymore 
But you know who's you know who's gonna break it? TMZ. You know it's gonna be TMZ. Uh, and we're gonna find out what happened. But that's a that's a weird freaking story, and it does sound like everybody involved sounds a little bit scared about that. All right, I'm gonna tell you about Dr. Linville. Dr. Linville does a great job. Uh, did my hair. He's done his own more than once. And it's great. He uses these neographs, takes them from the back of your head, puts them on the front, and you have hair. And I was almost completely bald, right? So, I mean, the fact that I have, you know, a moderate amount of hair now is a big, big deal. There's no anesthesia. It's just numbing medicine. There's minimal pain. Uh, 95 to 99% of the grafts take because grafts are handled and prepared safely. And he comes up with an individual plan for each and every patient. Only charges $4 per graph. So if you just want some touch-up work, you can get in there and do it pretty inexpensively. Uh, go to hairspecialisthouston.com. We're working on a landing page. I'm, I'm thinking get Falcon hair. Um, but uh, book a consultation. Let them know you heard about it on the Falcon cast. Your consult fee will be waived. That's $150 value. And uh, the other cool thing about this is... Uh, you know, he does all kinds of other work. You know, you want you want lipo. Um, if if your lady wants some tuning up, all of that's available uh, with Doctor Linville, and and he's a he's a, a terrific man and a good friend, and we'll be doing uh, uh, a lot more uh, stuff together besides just uh, him advertising on the podcast. We got some cool things planned for the people, so uh, go to hairspecialisthouston.com. All right, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask uh for your feedback on we're thinking about doing uh getting lawyer dave and a couple other lawyers to uh talk about your legal questions like we'll tell you when we're going to do it you email in advance they'll answer your questions they'll be live on twitch it'll be part of the falcon cast network the fast growing well not really growing but slowly growing um uh falcon cast network if you guys would be interested in something like that would you just weigh in on the twitch because um, I, I, I'd like to do it because I think there's some things where, you know, you, you may not know if you have a case. And, you know, so it's, it's gonna, it'd be a cool podcast. They'd answer your questions. Then they'd take like a, a, a case that's kind of famous and weigh in on that. And I think it'd be pretty cool. So, oh, goose line of the day. What do you call Wander Franco on top of Tropicana Field? Diddler on the roof. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, just getting back to it. So it'd be Lawyer Dave and a couple other uh, lawyers that I know. And, uh, you know, Lawyer Dave's entertaining as hell. And, and it wouldn't be, I mean, I wouldn't be involved with it other than to help set him up and, uh, you know, send it out over all the stuff that uh, that we're doing now. <laughs> Goose Michael Orr could use Lawyer Dave. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though. Why now? I mean, did... did they just not ever give him any money, I guess. And he's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm supposed to be adopted here. Uh, and, you know, he's been out of football for a little bit. So maybe that's why. And, you know, he was always never really comfortable with the way that movie portrayed him. And it's interesting to me because, um, you know, and, and yeah, that, that's a good point. NFL money probably running dry. Yeah, these... These guys don't, uh, you know, just because you make $35 million in your career. And I'll just say this because a lot of people don't think about these things. Okay, that's before taxes, right? And depending on where you're playing, you might be getting taxed twice. And I know this is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But, like, for instance, let's say I won a poker tournament tomorrow and it's a million dollars. Well, probably cost me twenty grand to stay there for the whole time, which isn't much. But 300 grand of that comes right off the top to the IRS. So it's not a million dollars. It's $700,000 minus your expenses. And now if you just kind of extrapolate that out, you know, that there's a lot of money that like football players have to, if you go into a state that has state income tax and you're playing for the Houston Texans, you have to pay income tax on your game check in that state. And I think that's bull bleep, but... Uh, but that's a fact. And so, you know, if, if, when you look at it from, if, if I went back and looked at how much I've made in my life, it's going to sound like a lot of money. And the reality is, you know, I'm 
grinding it out still. So, I, I mean, I could see it. Somebody said, oh, how could you lose all that money? I said, well, probably when you're young, you're not thinking, well, I'm only going to play for 10 years. Um, you know, let's go buy a nice house. You know, let's go buy some hookers and blow. Let's spend some money. And that's generally what winds up happening with a lot of these guys. And then you look up and it's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't get 250000 for that movie. Okay. Well, all right. Are you there, Koo? Yeah, but I can't work the camera for some reason. Can you see me? I cannot see you. I saw you when we did the test. But yeah, but why is that? Why is it not coming up now? It's weird. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're just shy. You don't want to see the people. <laughs> no, definitely you're, not you're, that. You're the handsome one here. You should have the picture. Let me see if I can. Go. <laughs> Let me log out and log back in. See what. Yeah, we'll try that. That seems to be. Uh, yeah, it's funny. The test he was fine, and because he came out about three fifty, and we tested it real quick, and. You know, then he comes on, no, no picture. So, uh, but yeah, getting back to that, I, I think it's a, it's an interesting story, um, and it it does sound like he he got a little manipulated by these people, and that maybe he wasn't the smartest kid in the world. But I mean, when you're 18, I mean, who who knows, right? And you're just happy to not be living in a car. You probably take whatever deal you can get, and so yeah, you know, we'll see how that plays out, but. Uh, had to leave the dugout and it was free giveaway wandered had to had, okay hat day kids 14 and under the irony oh god man you know and, and it ah uh, there he is now we can see him see i should just put you on the whole screen instead of me hey what's up buddy what's going on how you doing not much man so uh man it's been a while so how many white people have you pissed off last time we talked <laughs> i don't know man probably lost track of time i don't know probably like at least at least two at least i, I probably pissed off uh uh what's her name mallory what her crazy name is uh that lady that's a senator i probably pissed her off mallory green yeah that's her name mallory green yeah she was a she was a little you know, kook bag we don't care about senators there you go yeah, but how you doing, buddy? All right, we lost connection there for a second. Can uh, you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Yeah, we just lost connection there for a second. I don't know why. Uh, well, I got, I got, I got good service. I got everything good. So I just put on Wi-Fi, see what happens. But yeah, I'm a full bar right now, dude. I'm a five G. See now you're famous. Brad Power. You're famous, and so you can afford. I kicked you out. Yeah, this is weird. Oh, boy. It's just all weird today. It just kicked you out for no reason. Boom. Can you hear me now? Clear? Yeah. yeah. No, I could hear you. And you were there. It just, you know, I have to push this little button to invite you into the room. And it kicked you out of the room. That's hilarious. Yeah. So ah, apparently, well, apparently my Wi Fi is a KKK. So. Um, <laughs> it's racist against black people and Africans. That's funny. <laughs> so, what's up, man? What's going on, buddy? Oh man, just doing a little podcast here, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to catch up a little and see what you've been up to, and because I hadn't seen you since before 2020, and I know that was kind of the death knell for everything, especially for comedy. It was a pain in the ass. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff changed, man. It was it was it was, it was tough times, man. I was going to be like a stripper or something. I was like, I guess I have to be a stripper or a belly dancer to make some kind of money because it was it just was dry, man. It was a weird time, 2020. Then I had COVID, like March. 15th of that year so it was like it was, it was crazy yeah it was rough if you're a stripper were they gonna keep people six feet away from you <laughs> they can't resist my body thread they had to be like <laughs> hey we gotta be close to this dude because my name was gonna be the nigerian thunder that was gonna be my stripper name coming to the stage nigerian thunder oh then, those, <laughs> the, then the thunder down under guys would come up and sue you there you go. There you go. They go. What are they gonna take? Like twenty dollars? That's it. That's all, that's all I'm gonna make that night. So I'm not gonna make that much. So uh, yeah, but you know what? You 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 bounce back, and a lot, I know a lot of a lot of comedians didn't after 2020, and and you've got things going again, and you're doing really well. Yeah, it 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 was it was rough, you know. But I I was very fortunate to get unemployment, so that kind of held me up for uh, at least a year. I was, it was so crazy because I had all the money in my account, I couldn't spend it. It was just 
it was strange. It's like it's like it's like you have all this money, but you can't do shit with it. You just gotta just right there. Just you can't touch it. It's like I can couldn't go anywhere because we were on lockdown. But technically, Texas really wasn't on lockdown, really. To be honest with you, Texas opened back up in June, so it was like, oh, we don't care about COVID. Let's back to normal, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember d- December eighteenth because it was my birthday of twenty twenty. We did a big show in Beaumont. <coughs> All right. It was packed, and it was yeah. There's this thing's a this thing's a total friggin' spreader, and every one of us got it from there. Yeah, nobody cared. Nobody cared in Texas. Yeah. You know, that's what I wish that I wish that I could because other other places was shut down, so it kind of slowed down my money. But Texas was like, yeah, we we don't care. Come on out, come party. <laughs> uh, well, you know, but we did well. You know, it was, it was cool. You know, I think we overreacted with the whole COVID thing. So hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, I, I figure it's funny. I had it three times, and I never had any symptoms. Uh, and yeah, so you were like asymptomatic. Asymptom- you were like asymptomatic. That's what it was. About this. We grew up on a farm. Okay. Hello. First up, Fred. Can you hear me, Fred? Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. It, this this time it's on your end because mine was perfect. I was like, I was still talking and stuff, so it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's uh, we're just having some some. Weird internet issues today. I mean, I've got pretty damn good internet, which hey. I, I don't pay for. Uh, my landlord does, which is cool. But there you uh, go. <laughs> there you go. But, have you thought uh, about doing it like in a studio, like a podcast in the studio yet? That would be dope to have it in the studio. Yeah, well, I got a studio set up here, so um, it's just I, I need to upgrade a few things. That's all. But, okay. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't I don't leave the house anymore, man. I mean, I I live. Yeah, I went through a divorce since the last time you saw me, so I'm over in Montrose now, and I do all my work from home, and I barely get out. So, oh wow, yeah. So you you're still living in COVID, <laughs> pretty much. You're still I'm, living in I, COVID time. I'm I'm old man time now. I mean, it's just you know, uh, but I do get out every now and then, and I'm uh, I'm I want to get out and see. I'm hopefully going to try to come see your show. Try to get September third, man. Secret group Labor yeah, Day weekend. Yeah, tell tell the people all about it. So uh, it's Kuu Jitsi and Friends. I've uh, been doing Kuu Jitsi Friends for over almost eight years now, and it's just fun. You know, people come out and just uh, have local comics, and I get to host it and showcase the, the talent that we got here in Houston, and we're doing it at the Legendary Secret Group. Uh, September 3rd, we got, like, VIP 25. You come with, like, a table service and all that good stuff, and general mission is, like, $15. So it should be fun times. Got any, uh, any places you're going to be out before then people want to catch you? Uh, I'll be a secret group August 27th. If you want to see me, I have this show. Get this. I have a show called uh, That Just Happened, where comics get to watch like funny videos and they get to make fun of it, and the crowd is like right in front of them. So it's going to be fun. That would be a great idea. So I'm doing that at the secret group. So that's a cool so idea. Man. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was still walking distance, but uh, you know. Mantras is not that far, dude. What are you no, talking it's about? Not. It's not. Mantras is like, what, 10 minutes from the secret group? Not even that, really, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I just liked it when I could stumble down there and hang out with you. Nice, yeah, because I think I met you, yeah, we met you uh, doing karaoke. Yeah, you were doing Wednesday night karaoke at Secret, karaoke. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what we met. We met at karaoke night, and was, I think you gave some of your business card, and uh, the guy was like, hey, that guy's, uh, that's Fred Flower from the Blitz. I said, for real? Said, that's the guy from the Blitz. I was like, oh, shit, let me, uh, Go talk to them. And we talked to you, and the rest was history, man. So I've been your friend ever since. So it's been yeah, cool. And I, and I was always happy to have you on. We tried to push every show you had whenever we could. And, right, uh, right. You know, and it's, uh, it's, it's glad to re- I'm glad to reconnect here. And I'll definitely get out for one. And I, you know, I've kind of got a list of people now that I need to go out and see their shows. You're on there, and Eva's on there. And, uh, no, Eva's on the show September 3rd. So you get to see two of us in one night. And there you go. That way, that way I, handle, I handle both of them. That's perfect. So uh, there you go. Uh, tell you what, man. Let's uh, let's pop on once more before the uh, before the show to remind people and tell them how they can get tickets and all that. And uh, uh, I'll I'll teach you a little trick. You can put where your name is when you sign on. Just put in where they can get tickets after your name, and that way. It'll oh, really? Be the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so that's good. That's how I have mine there with Twitter and the Falcon Cast. Uh, I didn't know that. So yeah. just put the ticket link right underneath the, my name right there. Yeah, yeah, just right yeah. next to it. Yeah, 
Yeah, technology, guys. But he, yeah. don't you think it's too long for people? What if they want to click on it? They can't click on the name part, can they? Just what do you have to write it down? That's probably what it is. Well, yeah, it's just easier for them to memorize it because I can give them the, the email all day. But if they're looking at it long enough, it's like, okay, I can, I can do that. I mean, if they're on Eventbrite, they all have to just type in my name and Eventbrite, it should pop up. Just pipe in. That's where they can buy tickets. They could just type in Cooey Gentry on Eventbrite and boom, Bob's your yeah. uncle. My name's right there. There you go. So There's only one Cooey Gentry, so it's like, <laughs> I don't have to worry about somebody be taking my fucking, uh, I guess my, can I even curse? Can we curse on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Nice. I'm not worried about somebody trying to take my uh my name and run with me. So I'm, so I'm only one person. So I'm only cool agents. I'm, I'm fine. I'm really literally the only kind. And I Google myself at least once a month to see, is there another cool agent out here? Because, you know, I'm Nigerian. So somebody might have taken my name and just do some scamming stuff. So I have to make sure that I'm the only guy doing the scamming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, you're gonna, if somebody's going to do the Nigerian prince, it's going to be you. Gotta be me. I'm the only Nigerian prince named Kui Jetty. That was funny. You know, have you before you let me go? Uh, I do you watch Blade? Have you seen Blade? Of course, oh, you've yeah. seen Blade. Yeah, of course, I've seen Blade. Dude, I love Blade. Blade's like one of my favorite superhero. And Wesley Snipes was amazing, amazing in that movie. I just watched it recently, and there's some stuff that you don't pay attention to. Do you, as you're an adult, you go. Why did I miss this? How did I miss this part of this movie? So the part I'm talking about, so he's a day walker, right? He's a right. day walker. He's half human, half vampire. And his mom is played by Sinead Layton. And she got bit by a vampire at the beginning of the movie. And come to find out, the end of the movie, he didn't know who the vampire that bit his mom that made him become a vampire, right? And, and come to find out, the person that had access with his mom that was a vampire was Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost was his dad. That mm -hmm. is wild. Deacon <laughs> Frost is his dad. But I'm looking at Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is black as shit. <laughs> I'm like, literally, like, like, I have a lot of biracial nephews and nieces and stuff like that. Biracial kids have a look about them. Wesley Snipes did not look biracial at all. I was like, no. who wrote this movie? They should have gave it to him. He should have had to. Blaze should look like but science should look like Drake or Barack Obama. <laughs> that's who that's who Blaze supposed to look like like a biracial kid, not the blackest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> and guess what? Schneider Lady is a light skinned chick. He darker than her. I'm like, what who wrote this movie? <laughs> the optics is not right in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know they're remaking it, right? I'm I'm pissed off about that. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, Disney's trying to capitalize on all these remakes. Disney's hurting right now, man. They don't know what to do. Oh, yeah, they can't half a ESPN, so there's that. Uh... Yeah, I, I barely watch ESPN. I mean, I used to watch ESPN all the time, but I barely watch it now. I just it's just I don't know. I just it's too weird to get too political with this stuff. I'm like, hey, just tell me about sports. I I don't care about your political. Opinions. Well, and, and not only that, it's like it's what sports they care about, right? It's like they're shoving WNBA down my throat. They're shoving these stupid little. <laughs> that, that Somebody has to watch it, Fred. <laughs> well, they're paying for, right? Like there's a right. basketball league that they they're letting they're paying them to be on the station, so they're making the top ten every night. And I'm like, what? What is this damn thing? I ain't watching a minute of that. I was gonna say, yeah, it's they, they're running out of stuff to promote, man. I think they, they bought UFC. I think UFC is probably the probably the best that ever happened to ESPN right now because UFC is probably holding them up right now. Yeah, and uh, although even they can't show highlights from the pay per view fights, they have to show pictures. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Wonder why? Why would they not show highlights? Do they want people to go rewatch the pay per view? I mean, what, what's the logic? Uh, you, you'd be surprised how many people come in drunk that night and go back and buy the pay per view. Rewind. Ah, uh, so that's what it is. They're trying to get more of that money. Like, yeah, you just pay, go see the fight. But they do. But here's the problem. They show it on, if you go on, like, on YouTube, they show the highlights on YouTube. They show the little highlights, and they, they talk about it. So you kind of you yeah. know what happened. A lot of times, they, it, you know, they, they, the UFC tries to get all that taken down, but you can't get all of them. So. Right, right, right. But obviously, uh, yeah. So I guess that, that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, Dana White is... He's a genius, man. He's a he's a smart guy. He is, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, the best thing he did was sell the thing and pay himself a bunch of money to run it. 
you know i mean he he's he's in, he's in a pretty good spot right so. i mean he is the most powerful person i've ever met i think to me when he got trouble for hitting his wife a couple of months ago and he did this little press conference for himself and the guy says, hey, uh, one of the reporters go, hey, are you going to, like, suspend yourself? He goes, why? I've already suspended myself already. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, I already suspended myself three years ago. Like, I mean, think about it. Like, we didn't do anything. I, I basically was doing sports when nobody was doing sports and all that stuff. He just went on a little rant. And everybody was like, all right, I guess we're not going to suspend him. <laughs> It's like I own the company. I am the CEO of the company. How am I going to suspend myself? I'm like, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to run the company? It's, his argument is like, if I suspend myself, who's going to run the company? And everybody looked at each other and go, yeah, kind of. Yeah, that seemed like a fair answer. And they never talked about it ever since. It was it was done after that. That power. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. One day I'll have that kind of power. Although I that's what I'm saying. Is, I mean, yeah, he shouldn't hit women. That's un that's unacceptable. But that guy got away with this shit. I was like, how powerful is that guy? That's crazy. Well, that's wild. Know, I mean, he can get away with anything. Trump can get away with anything. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you got that kind of power. Just just go. You know, just. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I love the fact that I can sit here and say, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe I went over the line there. Let me ask the boss. It's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that? That's why I'm a comedian. I love. I've been. A, I've been a full time comedian for like eight years. I don't have to answer to anybody. I'm like literally. I answer to myself. So if I don't work, I don't eat. That's how I like. And if something happens to me, I'm like, well, I can't fire myself because I work for me. So it's like <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome experience. I love that. This is the best job ever for me. Yeah, yeah, and you're great at it. And I can't wait. Thanks, to man. I uh, can't wait to see your show, and I can't wait to uh, hang out again and have a few drinks and uh, catch up. Yeah, you know they do karaoke uh, at Boondocks on Sundays, not that far from you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, brother, thanks for coming on, and I will talk to you again soon. And uh, Peace, uh, brother. Looking forward to your show, man. Yeah, September 3rd. Cool, get your friend. Go get your ticket. Peace. All right. Funny dude, man. Good to have him back. Uh, I got to tell you about Lawyer Dave. Lawyer Dave is amazing, uh, and you know that because you hear him. And I was asking earlier about would you guys be interested in, in them doing a, a podcast to answer your legal questions, and uh, a lot of people said yes. So I think uh, uh, I'm, we're going to make that happen. But if you need a lawyer right now, though, or, or even if you just need a legal question answered, and you were an accident uh, in an accident, which everybody is in this city, right? 713-626-8900. He specializes uh in personal injury so if you have a work accident where you slip and fall uh workers comp any of that stuff they can help you with and they're the best at it and the best part is with lawyer dave you don't pay a dime up front he he doesn't make a dime unless you win so he gambles on himself he gambles on you if he takes your case and you win yeah he makes money if he doesn't take your case and doesn't think you have a case, he'll tell you, he'll be honest with you. But if he thinks he you have a case and it doesn't fit what he does, he'll put you with somebody else. That's what he does. And he's, he's a great guy, a great sponsor on the show, and does an amazing job. Give him a call if you need anything. 713-626-8900. Need a lawyer? Better dial Dave. All right, I got a quick uh, TV update for you guys. Um, and then uh, we'll do our, our final thoughts. But uh, I started watching, you know, I don't, I'm a big sci-fi guy and I love Isaac Asimov. And I started watching Foundation on, I think, Apple TV. And I got through the first season and I'm kind of like, eh, and I got about two episodes into season two and ejected. Uh, it just drags so much. I don't know why people feel like they have to show somebody's face for two minutes while they angst over something. It's just like, come on, man, move the story along. And it's just going too slow. And then there was another thing that I looked at, and you guys will laugh at me for this. But you know how on, you know, if you have Fire TV, how it has all these things like uh, you might like or next up for you. Oh, Chuck, I'm glad you brought this out. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the other thing in a minute. I did not really, I had no interest in the Manziel documentary, right? It's like I just, I know most of the story. And, you know, and everybody was telling me, oh, you got to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. So I watched it, and... uh yeah, it was really good. 
Uh, I think there were a couple things they glossed over that I would have liked more details on the way the, the reason he didn't go to Texas. They just said it didn't work out. It was like, no, that wasn't the case at all. And I think that was an important part of the documentary because it kind of built up into, you know, where people started questioning him. Right. Uh, so I, I didn't, I didn't like that. And, um, but otherwise, man, I thought, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I thought it was really, uh, well done. Yeah. Larius <laughs> Billy Lucci has a strange look. Uh, no, Chuck, they wanted him to play safety. That was the whole thing. They didn't want to play quarterback. Uh, and yeah, that, that's, that's where it started. And, you know, but that, that was the story behind it. They, it just didn't work out. That's kind of lame, but, uh, yeah, but I thought it was really good if you haven't seen it. Uh, and, and I think Manziel himself is, um, very good in admitting all the stuff he did and not holding back. And so, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, so I highly recommend but this other thing I was, I was going to tell you before we do uh, one more ad and then we'll do our final thoughts. But, uh, there's this thing called escape the matrix that popped up on my did not wa- or do our watch list, right? Like next up for you, here's a free thing called, I don't even know what the streaming service is. It's a free streaming service. Well, I get on there and it turns out it's all conspiracy theories. Like they had a UFO show and it's like, okay, I'm kind of into UFOs and we know the government's now admitted that there's UFOs. So these guys are like 20 years behind, right? It's like, like come on. Uh, but the show was called Escaping the Matrix. And this guy basically is claiming that everything's connected and that we're all in a simulation, which I, I don't think is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. But it's this fat old guy sitting in front of a TV and like I'm two minutes in and I'm, I'm ejecting, right? Because here we are going to explain everything that is happening in the world. Over the next 30 episodes of me sitting here looking at you and talking, this is what we'll do. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I am not sitting through 30 episodes of this. Thank you very much and good night. All right. Uh, I want to tell you one more time about Lanham Industries. Great people here, by the way, and happy to have them on board. Uh, they have Southern Living Cleaning. It's the Lake Livingston area leader in providing quality services for your vacation home. And, you know, it's my dream to go buy a place out there and move Falcon Cast out there. And, they, but they, and they're the guys to go to. They get consultation services to help you find the right home and location, decor and theme, price points. Uh, and, and they take care of everything you need to get done. Like if you're going to stay in Houston during the week and go out there on the weekends, they got cleaning, lawn care, laundry, maintenance, inventory management, property management. All those services are available. And a consistent five-star rating from guests and owners. Highly trained and dedicated crew. Veteran-owned and operated. Just go to LanhamIndustries.com and learn all about them. Or, again, if you're, you're curious, you can just always hit me up at the FalconCast at Yahoo.com, and I'll get you in front of them. 936-581-6166, or you can call 346-773-9577. You already got a place there, and you need cleaning and lawn care and any of that stuff. They can do that, too. So please check them out. All right, time for final thoughts. And... Uh, Okay, we've, we've heard this story before, but, uh, and, and this, this one I want to vote on. What's worse, a snake in a toilet? Poor uh, homeowner walked in and fortunately didn't, she didn't sit down, right? Uh, she lifted the lid and there was the snake. Uh, but... You know, the, it's funny because, you know, we see this every now and then. I, and I don't know how snakes get into toilets, but I don't know how I would react to that, right? Okay, so what's worse? And again, with final thoughts, I'm trying to theme these, right? The snake in the toilet or a Michigan woman finds a live frog in a package of spinach. Now, my first thought is don't eat spinach, right? But it was sealed and everything. You open it up, boom, frog. Uh, I don't know which one of those is worse because you might have taken a bite out of the frog. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like the snake in the toilet is probably the worst. But I, I'd probably rather get bitten on. No, I don't think I'd rather get bitten on the ass than take a bite out of a frog. <laughs> Popeye the frog. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So those are your final thoughts. 
And uh, guys, if you have any ideas for the show, I mean, please just uh, email me at thefalconcast at yahoo.com. I'm adding a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm really, really close. Watson Towel, I love that. Uh, I really am close to having another sponsor so we can go to three days a week, which I'd really like to do. And we've got some other cool stuff we're going to start doing involving picks and things like that. And, uh, you know, yeah, and Chuck, we, we will do a poker tournament at some point. You know, it's, it's funny because uh, I, I just, you know, it, I'm so, I'm still feeling my way with doing this. And, you know, everybody's now like, oh, we can do this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, you know, right now from, from the business perspective, I'm just moving base runners, right? It's just singles and doubles. I'm not trying to swing for grand slams. And while I'm doing that, it's going to take a little time to get there. But, yeah, I, I will definitely do a, a poker tournament uh, once we launch the, the second half of, of the, the FalconCast network, which uh, will be pretty cool. And we're working on that now. Brandon, Brandon's going to be a big part of that. So uh, once that's done, then, yeah, I think we'll look at doing something like that. Uh, but hopefully, man, you know, it, it, this thing will keep going. I appreciate all of you for tuning in. Uh, it's so good to see the gang back together, uh, the Twitch crew. And you know what? I cannot believe it, but we made it the entire show and Kira slept the whole time. So since her dog sitter didn't show up and uh, I was expecting her to bark, I was expecting her to come jump up and put her face in here. And she's just laying here next to me like, nope, all cool. So, all right, we'll be back on Thursday with AJ Hoffman. And, uh, you know, if anything big happens, we'll, we'll pop on with a special podcast like we did with, with the Verlander thing. And, uh, you know, you guys are the best. Let's... Uh, Let's keep hanging out. Uh, edibles. Yeah, I, I'm going to do. Actually, OK, I'll, I'll full confession during the weekend, man, my neck was killing me. And, yeah, I didn't really go do anything, but I stayed home and uh, it, uh, took a bunch of edibles and my neck was the best it's ever been. And it's better today, too. So I'm hoping that maybe I've turned the uh, turned the, the corner on this thing. It's just it's really stupid. I just. You know, I, I couldn't hold my head up. It was hurting so bad. So old age sucks. Yeah, which is why I haven't been playing golf. But, um, you know, we'll get there. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, in edibles really, I usually, I was using them to sleep. Now I'm using them for when my neck gets really bad. And it's, uh, they're working great. So I'm four. All right, guys. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week. We'll see you on Thursday. Uh, until then, stay sportsy, Gulf Coast badasses.